0: This is The Space Shot, episode 165 for October 26th, 2017. The Final Free Flight of the Enterprise Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. Two minutes, one second. That's how short the final flight of the Space Shuttle Enterprise was on this day in 1977. Forty years ago, the beginning of the shuttle era came to a close with the final free flight of the one space shuttle that never flew in space. The Enterprise was used to conduct a series of approach and landing tests that started in February of 1977 and ended on October 26, 1977. These tests validated the flight capabilities of the space shuttle, ensuring that the orbiters could land and be ferried on a modified Boeing 747. The last landing was a little rough, with the shuttle bouncing back into the air once after its wheels first touched down, but astronauts Fred Hayes and Gordon Fullerton touched down without further incident. With the successful conclusion of the approach and landing tests, NASA put the Enterprise to work on a series of ground vibration tests at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in 1978. With these tests completed, she was then ferried to Kennedy Space Center where ground crews mated the Enterprise to the external fuel tank and solid rocket boosters to ensure that the shuttle had a proper fit for the upcoming launch of Columbia. In 1983, with all of the engineering tests at Kennedy Space Center completed, the Enterprise embarked on a trip to France, Germany, Italy, England, and Canada before returning to the United States. After an appearance at the 1984 World's Fair, the Enterprise was ferried to Vandenberg Air Force Base in California and used one last time for fit checks on what would have been the space shuttle's west coast launch site. In a Medium.com post, I've included some pictures that were taken at Vandenberg Air Force Base, and they give us a glimpse of what an alternate future would have looked like had there been shuttle launches from California. Sadly, we never got to see a shuttle launch from the West Coast. NASA abandoned the possibility of launching the space shuttle from Vandenberg in the late 1980s. After the Challenger explosion, NASA considered converting the Enterprise into a spaceworthy orbiter. While the Enterprise may look externally similar to her sister ships, many internal systems were missing or had significantly changed during the design process. These differences meant that the refit would have necessitated changes that were more expensive than just building a new orbiter from the ground up. After the checks in California, the shuttle was then ferried to the East Coast, where it became the property of the Smithsonian Institution. It was housed at Dulles Airport, before going on display at the Stephen F. udvar Center, part of the National Air and Space Museum. When I saw the Enterprise for the first time, she was on display at the udvar Center, and it was an unforgettable sight. The Enterprise is now on display at the Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum in New York City. The USS Intrepid is an Essex-class aircraft carrier that served in the Pacific Theater during World War II and later in Vietnam. The Intrepid has ties to NASA history as well, since it was involved in the recoveries of Mercury astronaut Scott Carpenter and the Aurora 7 capsule, and later John Young and Gus Grissom and their Gemini 3 spacecraft Molly Brown. It's also worth mentioning that the space shuttle was never able to fly without astronauts I had forgotten to mention this until I responded to one of the comments on a post I had shared on Facebook, thank you to George for commenting and jogging my memory on this fact. The only approach and landing tests that had no crew members were the first few captive carry ones. The captive carry tests had the shuttle attached to the 747 carrier aircraft with no crew aboard the Enterprise. After that, the tests all involved astronauts, specifically Fred Hayes, Gordon Fullerton, Joe Engle, and Richard Trulli. Hayes flew on Apollo 13, remarkably enough his only time in space, while Fullerton, Engle, and Truly all flew on a number of shuttle missions. Truly went on to be one of NASA's administrators, serving from 1989 to 1992, which was the first time an astronaut had headed NASA. Since you're here, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix, I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot, or click the link in the show notes. I'd also appreciate it if you could share the space shot with your friends and family and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, the first launch of the Saturn I rocket. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.